We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Monday, the 21st day of November, the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams and Ned. Bruce, we'll start with you today. How are you? Having a better day, I hope, today. Yes. Healthy and alive. Um, <laughs> yeah, sort of. Um, I'm, I'm still dealing with um, the plumbing and there's some local drama now. And uh, when, when the plumbing situation, when they start working on that, I'm probably not going to be on here for like two weeks uh, because um they they have to come in and and cut into the slab foundation to get to the plumbing to replace the plumbing and they don't know how far they have to go to get to good pipe yeah that's gonna yeah, be fun you know what bruce we could just i tell you what that would be good content we'll just have you on comms while you're actually having that done we'll we'll listen to the saw <laughs> and we can we can get the plumber on for for actual uh dialogue as to what's going on how about that yeah the listener would love that break yeah. from politics uh, unfortunately i i don't even think we'll be in the house at that time i think yeah, we'll be in a hotel room probably hit the yeah. Fan. Yeah, yeah yeah okay fair enough Dear. ned how are you today i'm fine shouldn't have interrupted Sorry. No, yes, you should have. Yes, you should have. Because we need we need a little bit of laughter after what we talked about uh, yesterday or Friday, if uh, uh, if you're listening to us on uh, on our regular platforms. Uh, but you said Thoughtful that we cry. were all too serious. Yeah, you said we were all too serious and we needed to calm down and we needed to laugh a little bit. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I mean, he's got a bit of drama so, going on. You got to so laugh about apology. that. It's the first apology already. Second, yeah, that's cool. Is it the second? Gonna be okay. yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. You missed one. I've slipped it in early. Yeah, well. Yeah, you got to laugh at it. I mean, there is a lot of laughable stuff going on. If um, I'd like to disseminate some of these um, uh, speeches people are making or have been made over the last couple of days because they are utter, utter. I don't know whether to say BS or bullshit. Bullvine excrement. Male bullvine excrement. Bullvine excrement. Yeah. <laughs> that works for me. But yeah, no, I've, um, I mean, you've got all sorts of stupidity going on. You've got the New Zealand Secret Service putting their boot in, you know, bringing out a little book. Have you heard about the little book they bought out? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's an advice book. On, it's a, an advice, advice book. On, yeah. It's an advice on how you can actually discover whether people that you're next to or your family are actual radicals and whether you should report them. Okay, so we're moving into a, uh, just openly, we're moving into a snitch society as if COVID wasn't bad enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, are your people is, yeah. are your people in your family unvaccinated? Then you can't have them over for the holidays. You know, that kind of thing. And, yeah. and now we have a, a surefire way to identify them. That's what you're saying? As in the radical? Uh, well, radical well they, they, they've, um, they're, on, they're on the way to, I mean, you've got, Australians are pushing their digital um, ID thing as well. I mean, that, what is, that is I, just what what's I, I know we have Australian listeners and God love all of you down there. Aren't you guys supposed to be like a foreign arm of the Americans? We're supposed to be like the rebellious type. I mean, isn't that the whole point? We kind of threw off the British. No disrespect, Ned. But we oh, kind of yeah, threw they're off no tires. longer prisoner, prisoners of Mother England like we are. Yeah, yeah <laughs> yes. neither are we. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah um what is it oh yeah know the signs the booklet is called know the signs you can get that it's it's been given out in new zealand and it's yeah they can recognize radicalized people yeah is does this go along with like the the new zealand intelligence services you know they're doing press conferences now and they were talking about this they were advising the public on uh, mm-hmm. to how to spot misinformation and disinformation it plays yep. with that yeah 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 they're just extending that now yeah let me see if i can find that actual in. video yeah go on but then you got your um identity system that that australian that they seem to really push that boat haven't they the um australians with their uh trusted digital identity framework and how it all links into each other so if you had it the identity service providers would link information to and from the government the private sector would get it also so this digital exchange keeps flowing and then it goes on relying parties such as the federal government my gov states and territories local government banking and utilities would get everything about you uh-huh i've i've got a video and a news report out of new zealand on this subject would you like to hear it yeah, if you want. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Sure, sure. Our Secret Service is launching an initiative to help us identify people who may have been radicalised. Know the Signs details dozens of indicators that a friend or family member could be planning a terror attack. As Adam Hollingworth <laughs> reports, the move comes as our spy chiefs identify a new and worrying type of terrorism. Oh, no. Time was when the intelligence services were never seen, never heard. But now they're loudly proclaiming your country needs you to keep an eye on those you know, and if necessary, dob them in. Recognising a potential warning sign and then alerting NZSAS or police could be the vital piece in the puzzle that ultimately saves lives. To that end, they're publishing a guide called Know the Signs to help us all identify potential terrorists in our midst. To pay attention if they are, and to be alert so that if they see or hear about something that seems off, um, that worries them and concerns them, they might have a look at this information to say, does this indicate to me that this person is on the road to actually committing an attack? The SIS has listed around 50 signs from obvious ones, like writing on a weapon as happened in Christchurch to a person who is who is really developing an us versus them worldview. Authorities like they say are. they're usually closely monitoring 40 to 50 potential terrorists. <laughs> These people used to be motivated by their white identity or by their faith. What? But in the past six months, a third group has emerged, <laughs> those motivated by politics. And so it could oh, be no. the COVID measures that the government took, and so it could be the <laughs> other policies that are interpreted as, as infringing on rights. Uh, and 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 it's a, a what I sometimes describe as a kind of hot mess of, of ideologies and beliefs um, fueled by conspiracy theories. The launch of the initiative Know the Signs is an indicator that the security services know that they can't do it alone. They need the help of the public. Oh, but yes. to some, the guide is a first step only. How do we upskill those people in our community who are much closer to people who might be potentially radicalised and get them to understand what it is they're seeing? That's our challenge. Adam Hollingworth, News Hub. How do we so, get them to upscale to recognize what they're seeing? Uh, I see you, Jack. <laughs> I see you. I'm telling you right now. And people like you can keep on walking. I got nothing that I want to say to you. There wasn't strange about her, was there? No, no, of course whatsoever. not. Was it, the, was it like that? You know what she reminded me of? And this is not a joke. I'm know. being dead serious. She looked exactly like 
a a cracked out, strung out version of the woman from uh, the Austin Powers movie. You know the, uh, uh, the the crazy woman that was next to uh, Doctor Evil. You know, with the the hair and the curl right in the front of her, uh, her forehead. I've actually never seen one of those movies. You've never seen one of those, Bruce. You know what I'm You're talking about. Out. Yeah, you I know what I'm know, talking yeah. about. Well, yeah, I was wondering if she was that big curl was hiding a big zit or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big yeah. Problem. Uh, or the yeah, hole okay. in her head. Yeah, something. I mean, the, these a people. third eye. These people. She, the, I mean, my goodness. The thing is, the way she voiced it was as if anybody that spoke out about political status quo at the time is radicalized. You, you mean being taken prisoner by your government? It's <laughs> 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 because that's, that's what they that, did. I'll tell you what. I'd say that's a melting pot waiting to go pop. Uh, in exactly. Zealand. And the Kiwis aren't putting up with it. I mean, look how many people they put on the streets down there out in front yeah. of the uh, the parliament building to uh, to get calling for Ardern to be uh, to be removed. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, um, yeah, um, that's that's far enough out of the way for things to happen. But Australia's got to do something because they can't take it's on summer. This. It's summer. They're trying it, to shut that place down. Yeah, it's summer. it's summer. Well, Here's there is one piece of sa- there is one bit of saving grace that I did see come out of Australia and I told you about it a couple of weeks ago. It wasn't a story for more than a couple of hours for a day, but I just caught it. Uh, the Aussies and the Japanese signed a military security pact against China. They really they did. That's yes. Interesting. Yeah, because um, yeah, the Japs have never liked the Chinese. No, and they're not about to start either. No, no, and they never had it wrong really in some respect. Uh, real quick, the. Uh character you were talking about her name was like Frau Greta I forget what the last Farbissina. name was it, yes Farbissina that was yeah, it. That, yeah it took me yeah. a second Farbissina Frau Farbissina <laughs> so <laughs> I, I found it funny that the middle name was Greta uh-huh actually because yeah, Thunberg I think she reminded me more of the um teacher in Matilda if you're talking about have you ever seen that um I, I saw that movie like a long time ago I think I was a kid when it came out but I saw it a yeah, long time yeah. ago and uh, on that sort of yeah. um Shot putting the kids across the lawn yes. sort of thing. You yeah. Know what I mean, there's no respect for nothing or no one. Horrible. She actually looked the part, didn't she, really? She did. It was either that or a cross between, uh, I can't think of the name you're going to have to, uh, if we're relating it to would, movies. Would, the, uh, would, would the Klaus Schwab have a hair hairdo like that if he had hair? <laughs> Maybe he would. <laughs> well, if you go back and you look at his early pictures from back in the 70s, he did have a little bit more hair. And it did you have never, some color. You never know. He might, he might share certain clothing with that lady. It's entirely possible. He's a bit possible. of a strange cookie. He is, yeah. He's he does a, have a strange cookie. does have a bit of an unusual lifestyle, so we've heard, yeah. Mm-hmm. What else you got uh, in your notebook? To me? Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> well, I was talking to you about turfs earlier on. Yes. Uh, Bruce and I saw some video a couple of days ago, and I, I will get some of that pulled up here in just a second and run that behind me so you can see what I'm talking about. But uh, I mean, that, that I mean, it, it's basically they've... They've hardwired everybody against the um Well, first of all, explain white to male, white male. Yes, yeah, first I of will. all exp- explain to the listeners what so, that means. So so basically they've hardwired society against the white male, and now you've got because of all this um uh, gender dysphoria, yeah, and uh, all these segmentations of different things, trans, transgenders, everything. Uh so you can understand that. The other half of what you would call the binary makeup, as in biological woman, is getting worried. So they've been um, crying out for keeping certain places 
just for women, biological women, as in you know, whether you want to go to toilet, even your prisons. I mean, there's like, if you think about it, gym it's locker rooms. Well, well, yeah, anything because you don't want to feel like there's a violation, you know, a violation or anything like that. You want to feel secure because that is. We, we we've been that way i mean it, it, it's it's not a, a macho thing to say but we 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 grew out the way where half was the protector and the other half sorted a lot of shit out at home in the cave did whatever bought the young and up whatever we meshed together quite well yeah so yeah if they want to feel safe everybody's got the right to feel safe and they were out there um literally saying this is what we want and i don't see why um there should be blokes who want to identify as females should be allied in it because you're not a female. If you want to identify as that, have an identification toilet if you want or an identification booth. You can be that, but don't encroach on somebody else's space. Yeah, that, that's there for a reason. Those guidelines are for a reason, just like children, girls, boys and everything. And so these rallies were bombarded and grouped up by um, a lot of trans people, and they decided that any biological woman that wants their own safe space or wants to identify with a space for their own are now TERFs, which means trans exclusion radical feminist. And what a stupid title, because they can't just say you're a biological woman and you want to feel safe. Everybody, you don't have to. Why? Why? Everybody wants to feel safe. If you're trans, you want to feel safe. If you're if you're uh, lesbian, queer, well, the endless amount of different diversities that are out there, uh, doesn't everybody want to feel safe? What right have you, whoever you are, make somebody feel unsafe? And if they ask for a safe place, why shouldn't it be given? I mean, that's, that's simple to me. Why do you have to go over the rails? Well, we could look at this uh, in, in that context that you're talking about. If we provide a, uh, a safe space for everybody, these are also including the, um, I think Facebook says there's what, like 96 different genders or something. So we have to provide 90 something safe spaces or 100 safe spaces for everybody now. Not just it Facebook, won't happen. it's also California. That's you can true. file for transgender whatever their fund was or whatever, you can get like yeah, $1,600 yeah. a month or something like yeah, that. Yeah, anyway, you, it's UBI. Uh, they, yeah, it's UBI. I think, basically I mean, UBI. basically, basically, if it came down to it and the government would get tired of getting prodded and poked and say, well, you're going to... So if you're an employer, you should have the right to employ who you want. That's right for the job. You shouldn't be forced in a direction. Like, I mean, what happens now? Like you say, there's so many different types. How many businesses over the past decades have been told, well, you should have a certain disabled, you should have a certain cultural type person, you should have this or this, whatever, to look good? And the extreme of looking good is obviously ESG, isn't it? And they've just taken it from one step to another. So should you have one of every type employable? No, I'm sorry. I'd like to employ somebody who can do the job. I don't care what they come as or whatever as long as they don't come with ears on and tails so i'm gonna kick them straight out the bloody door but you're talking about be able to do the job and i i completely agree with you but you're talking about meritocracy they're doing away with all of that well i'm sorry it doesn't work i understand that it doesn't work but like they don't care it's not meant to work it's meant to destroy everything yeah it's meant to just because that's see this this is what people have got got to understand you've got to start well, it's a bit late if you're only starting now. Every move 
like we started before, it's what we used to say. We used to have this saying like, what the governments, the two sides don't argue about, then you start to see the agenda as what they allow through. That was always the political line. They used to argue in front of media, do whatever, and they're still doing that, that crap. But if you could actually listen and see what's been not been argued about and being continued by both parties, then you got an idea of the political picture. It's just like looking at it, but people should make a note of it. now it is, why is that being done? Who's allowing it to be done? It's like they're ramping up the chaos. It's like COVID, this is going to work. So you didn't have all these radicalized parties, even the eco parties. Now, COVID didn't quite work and the data has to come out, although it is still working. It's causing a lot of harm. You've got all these different parties coming out, so they want to bombard society and create chaos. And that's what they're doing. The only way people can combat this chaos is to be strong socially, community-wise, and everything else. If someone comes into your community and starts doing whatever, get rid of them. Let them go away, ignore them, they'll get tired or whatever. If they then become violent or whatever, then you're going to have to answer it, answer it in your own way and your own form. But this is to break down the social and community structure of people and families. There's nothing stronger than the nuclear family. That is the basis of everything. Sorry, but that's how we were designed. Nature designed us that way. We are that way. We are at our best. How many times? I mean, if, if <laughs> I mean, for God's sake, in the First World War, if two sides could actually stand up and play football. And exchange Christmas yeah, gifts. And exchange Christmas gifts. Literally. Realizing that, hey, man, you know, all those idiots up there, I want us to do this. But before you blow my head up, I'm going to at least, you know, be human for a short period of time. And they're doing it on a, on a massive cell. They're doing the same thing over and over and over again. It's the same social, you know, anti-social daggers going in, grenades going in. They just change it in their own little psychological way in, in just to throw a ticket. And, and because people, I'm sorry, if a hum, human being has their foot on the ground and they're sure of themselves, they're fine. Because there are so many humans out there, whether it's male, female, because I'm sorry, I'll tell you what, something just popped into my head. My daughter, she's 15, fine, and she, I, 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 was, um, I went to see, pick up her cousins, two of her cousins with her, and she was talking <laughs> to her cousins. She said, well, tell them what it means, Dad. And because I obviously, she heard me talking to her mother about this turf thing. So I said, well, you know, what do you think of this? Are you a, a biological, she sees herself as a, a biological woman? And do, do you like safe spaces? Yeah, yeah, well, you're a turf. And I did it for a bit of fun just to see. She said, what a turf? What is a turf? And then she went, really? And then obviously my, I didn't realize, but my, you know, daughters have big ears when they're teenagers. So she was in the car and she's talking to her cousins going, well, tell them, tell them, dad. And, and there was a young lad and there was a, a, another girl and they were having this conversation and out of it all came, well, hang on, aren't they all somebody's son and daughter from a biological mother and father? Yes. <laughs> and yet they're not associating with them. So are they the end of that sort of part of the human species? And I'm yes. giving it, there's some, there's some really interesting things coming out here from these youngsters. And that just happened a matter of an hour or so ago, you know, and I wasn't giving it, yeah. And it just, I was driving. So, and I was, and it just twigged it and I'm giving it, yeah, these kids, 
you can get some really intelligent feedback there. They came from a biological setup. Otherwise, they wouldn't be there. So they should at least appreciate that, shouldn't they? They should, yes. Yeah. And it took a child to come up with that. And I thought, yeah, that's a good answer. Well, I mean, that's uh, well, that that should tell you a lot about the people that we're dealing with that are in the seats of power in our government, shouldn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, I know. The fact that you've got teenagers that are able to understand this and speak it publicly in front of other people, <laughs> but you don't have anybody in politics or the media that'll do it. Yeah, uh, it was it was really really interesting. I thought, wow, yeah, that, that that's that is a clear point of view. It, the sheer innocence and the sheer quickness of how they broke it down and hit it right on the head. Shouldn't they be, you know, grateful that they actually came from that binary setup? Otherwise, well, they wouldn't be we, there. We kind of all did. Yeah, otherwise, none of us would be here. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you see, I think the part of, of them trying to rewrite this, when I say them, I'm talking about like the, the uh, World Economic Forum types and, you know, all the Noah Harari and the rest of these characters. Harari comes out and he talks about how we're going to uh, have this fourth industrial revolution. And it's not going to be about textiles and, and weapons and things like that. It's going to be about brains and bodies. That's what they're going to manufacture now. They're going to grow brains and bodies. They're going to grow people. That's what the fourth industrial revolution is going to be all about. So oh, yeah, it will well, be. That, 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 well, they 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 have man already managed to manipulate a large amount. Well, not it's still a minority at the moment, but a fair amount of the Western populace to be identified with whatever. So if they want to push that, you can identify what we want. They can. But that's sell psychological. Bits and pieces. It's not. It's not actual genetics. It's psychological. It, that's all that's happened here. But that's the beginning of a line of. Well, if I want to be this. Can I get this implant? Can I get that implant? Can I get this? Can I get that? Can I get over? Not just to look different sexually, but to actually is the first step towards business enhancements, isn't it? It's it's the cyberpunk ideal at the beginning. It is. But how, how did we go, just in a short period of time, how did we go from the, how do I put this? How, how did we go from the radical crazies, the, the screaming hysterics, the ones that are on the left that endorse this uh, trans whatever, you know, the wokeness nonsense? How did we go from this is all OK now and you're hateful and a bigot and whatever if you and, and support the patriarchy if you if you don't like it? But yet not that long ago, they were literally publicly decrying genital mutilation in African and Muslim countries. How did we go from that to, to this, to them endorsing this now? Bruce, you want to jump in there? Like, because that's what it was. How, how did we go from yeah. that to that in this short span of time? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, in my opinion, it's the um, cult mentality in all of this. It, it, that, that's basically what it's boiling down to is they did the... God, when you look at it, the left, the same people that are doing this transgender nonsense... It's the same people that were against corporations, pharmaceutical drugs, you know, all of that. And now all of a sudden the pharmaceutical companies are the heroes. They're, they're our salvation for the future. Uh, it, it, oh, no, they're not. Well, no, they're not. But that, that, that's the thing is the, the left here have been saying, well, really, it's left everywhere has pretty much been saying, but even uh, before this is the that, future. Even before that, if you just go back a few months prior to that... Oh, no, that's Trump's vaccine. We're not taking that. And, and yeah, all exactly. the people that were pushing it were saying, no, because it's Trump's, we're not doing it. Kamala Harris even said, no, I'm not going to take that thing yeah. because because it's Trump's vaccine. And then yeah. within a matter of a few months, it literally shifted. Yeah. And the yeah. people went with it. That's the mass. part that I, I, I maybe I guess it boils down to the fact that 
the, the all the stuff that they're doing with the the identity politics and all of the you know changing everything it, it's the fact that your belief structure who who you are who you perceive yourself to be is fluid it's liquid it, it, it could be whatever the hell you want whatever they want you to be at the, at a flip of a switch well, all they all they have up, to do is you know give you, you the right input as a child you grow up as a child imagining and being different things you don't stop that whether you're playing computer games with avatars or whether you're playing board games whether you're doing anything you always go through that thing extreme it where they feel like they should be able to just go well, they, they self-radicalize. They are the radicalized people. And that's what gets me. It, it's it's the playground thing where they've got to point at someone else and shout and be abusive so the finger doesn't get pointed at them. I mean, that in itself is stupid. Um, but when you talk about things like mutilation of children, it doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. It shouldn't happen. These these. Things that are, I mean, I think there's a lawsuit in America going on at the moment, isn't there, with um, some girl is taking on the, um, or she's a woman now, but I do believe that um, one of your um, news agencies took it on. That uh, there was, um, it started when she was 12 or something, I believe. She was told she could, um, her doctor said she could be another sex and her parents sort of went with it. So, the doctor's advice pushed transitioning, and when she was 15, she had surgery and had both her breasts removed. And before that, they tried, what was it? When oh, the advice started at 12, what happened before? Oh, before the surgery, they did testosterone and puberty blockers. And now she is suing the doctors because she's gone round the whole roundabout from being change of sex do the whole testosterone thing, now to back to biologically be what she is. But she has no breasts. Do people actually know what puberty blockers can do to you? No, people no. don't understand what they are. Nobody talks about it. When when the media talks about puberty blockers, they don't, they don't talk about how... For men, that's how you castrate them. Uh, in, in, in the literally, that's chemical castration. That's what those drugs are for. Yeah, that's what we used them in the past. Right. The idea of puberty blockers originally was like if there was a child born and it was like in an advanced stage or something like that. So this blocked the puberty side of things. So you didn't have a a, um, a, a six-year-old girl child with um breasts and things like that so that was where the idea started but actually pumping these kids at 12 and i really hope she gets to sue them sue the arse off them because that really needs to be done puberty blockers um they affect your bone density they so you've got things like um osteoporosis you've got the possibility of that um you've got like most drugs that are of um oh what's the word uh, a severe altering ability there is always a cognitive effect in your brain and that is so you've you've got this physical because it does physically change you and that is why you go through puberty naturally step at a time so your body goes through its physicalness which then no matter your physiology affects your mental state your mental state affects your physiology that is basically known so you've got to go through that until you find some form of balance. And then you're of an age where you can make a decision or you have the right to make a decision. Getting pushed by others when you're 
up in the air like a bunch of fireworks and your, your minds you can't settle because you're thinking one thing then another and if you're getting all this information and you live in a society where you can you can be whatever you want whatever you want la 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 you can have what you want do it there's no balance for you and the idea of puberty is to go through the unrest until you find balance and then when you found the balance then you make that decision if an adult wants to mess themselves around fine but not the kids i mean that to me is just full of malice and the people that are pushing it are the people that are making money out of this yeah i don't care whether somebody stands up at a cinema a seminar and shouts at people or whatever and says oh professors do this and they've done studies and whatever no this hasn't been going long enough to have them studies done it hasn't been going long. It's it's new. It's whatever. The study's what? It, it's been a year or whatever. That's a really good. No, this is a long-term thing. It just doesn't happen. They know that these puberty bloggers were designed and um, to aid those youngsters from being overdeveloped. I mean, many years ago, a lot of the uh, manufacturers used to put hormones in the uh, shampoos and stuff like that you could find hormones in all manner of things and they were one because especially i mean especially in the uk they, they they wondered why young girls were growing cubic mounds and hair you know and whatever at a very young age and then they some of these products got looked into and this goes through makeup this goes through all of them and, uh, and they went whoa there's all manner of things in there and they got drawn off the market and the kids got, uh, then it took them six months, but they reverted. And that is just through hormones, yeah? And and that is exactly what puberty does. You're going through hormonal change. But when you enforce these puberty blockers and these extremes on them, you're doing a lot of damage. You're doing more damage than what it's worth. And you're taking the right of choice away that should come later. I don't know whether I'm right. I don't know whether you agree, but that's my yeah. point of view. So... You, you mentioned there. I, I I agree that this this whole it should not be given to kids. The kids should not have this this um, choice given to them. Uh, but I was going to bring forth another case. Uh, but before I do that, um, you mentioned in there that this uh, the the woman that you're talking about that that's doing the suing, she was given uh, testosterone at one point, right? Yes. Now she's at a higher chance of heart disease as well because higher testosterone levels. Uh, if, if you look at the stats, men have greater chances of heart disease than women do. <laughs> that's why we and get the myocarditis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it, it's tied to testosterone. Mm. It's 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 you know. Moderna has a new mRNA vaccine that'll fix that. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it does. Yeah, yeah. The only thing that'll uh, fix that if I burn Bill Gates's eyes out by the back of his head is horrible. But Sorry. Uh, to to the opposite side of what you're saying there, that's that's a good thing that that she's filing a lawsuit like that. The the problem is at the same time we have there's a father in Texas of all places, Texas. His kid was taken from him by the state and given to his mother because he refused to allow his son to go through these sex change therapy stuff. Um, they he didn't allow it. Basically, what was happening was the kid said on video very clearly when he was like four or five that he was asked the question, um, do you want to be a boy or a girl? And he was like, well, I want to be a girl. And he go, uh, the dad asks, who told you that? And the, the boy was like, well, mom, mom says I'm uh, it tells me to say that. And she puts me in dresses and all this kind of stuff. And like so the mother was forcing on this boy 
to have a sex change. Now the mother's having a sex change, by the way, but the, <laughs> they were forcing this on the boy. The father had his kid taken away and given to the mother by the courts. And now he's fighting in court to try to stop them from uh, basically forcing this kid to go through these uh, treatments. It's the parents. Well, I'm, I'm the with him. Um, it's the, um, it's um, not so the kids. It's, these it's always up an adult. It generally is an adult that causes the problems. They cause the problems because the child doesn't have choices. And it's the influence or the messed up head of the adults that usually cause these problems. And that is, that is where the social system breaks down and giving it, well, okay, what is the normality and why is this and who is enforcing imprinting ideas on that child? And that is where it should be looked at. And from a clear point of view, but, but the thing is, there's, there's too much push from all these different areas and it, it is, none of it's making sense. And it's bad enough that a lot of the world, the people have, they're picking up the crap for everything, and now they're doing the children. I hate that. I hate that. I've, I've, like I, I was saying, I've worked in Ormond Street. I used to spend two or three weeks there a year, and that was enough for me when I had to go through the building from one end of it to the other. And you see kids, sick kids in extremes. Kids shouldn't be sick. And when you're enforcing change through medical means, which in itself there is no end to once you're on it. There is no end to it once you're on it because you, so a lot of times you'd have to stay on certain things to what, what they say is to keep a sort of balance or to keep the change. So if you're enforcing the change and your system is actually having to be kept on that extreme medically, that may, doesn't that in itself say your body's saying, no, take your head for a shit. I don't like this. I was designed to be this way. Now you've got to, we've got to find something in between us. Your, your physiology is saying, I need your brain to find a balance with this other half of you, the physical side. That's all we, that's what puberty is. We just find this balance within ourselves and we find acceptance. When you accept yourself, no matter what, what you are, I mean, one of the best things to be done is born ugly. I always used to say, yeah, born ugly is good. Why? Well, you don't have to worry about anything then. You know, so, you know, life's been good. No, Ugly you certainly good. don't. You don't have to worry about anything at all, do you? <laughs> no. Well, so, yeah, well, it's simple as that. I mean, with the, with the magazines and everything, that, that, that they see the, the, the TikToks, the whatever else they're looking at. They, it's marketing. That's, that's all it bad is. enough. It that's is. That's bad it's, well, enough. It's marketing. Everybody, Everybody's pushed through marketing to be whatever symbol they put up there. And they think if they're not that psychologically, subconsciously, I think really, if they, if they think that they're not that, then they don't matter. That's what it's designed to do, is it's designed to make you feel like if you're not this, if you don't look like this, if you don't have this, whatever. Well, that's what then, kids do. Kids do that naturally in playgrounds as you're growing up. And I've always said to my daughter, I said, you'll be on the peripheral because of who you are, but you will find the odd friend that will stand by you and take you as you are, and you'll do the same. But when somebody comes up and knows that there's something's going to annoy you, they'll keep tweaking that. So own it, and you'll diffuse it. Once you find a surety within yourself and you find your own identity, which you will never do if you're forced in a direction by someone else or medically, not until then will you actually make the correct choices. It doesn't matter what you do after that. Your choices will be yours and the responsibility is yours. But you should get to a point after puberty where you realize, yeah, 
a the only person that may suffer for this is me and this is my choice but we've got the world shouting at each other as if it's somebody else's fault and they shouldn't do this or the it's 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 out of hand they are not taking responsibility for who they are what they are they're all shouting as if they've got it wrong and they just want to be mean about it the pathetic to to that there's actually an element of uh you're talking about fitting in and everything there's an element of um there was a study i forget what it was out of they were looking at so okay kids can be uh quite harsh uh to their peers right they they can be pretty harsh it's all yeah um pretty brutal okay so they were finding that uh girls particularly girls were trying to okay they they're trying to avoid conflict trying to avoid um uh you know being rejected they were trying to fit in you know yeah. and as kids do also um yeah very much so yeah so what they were doing is they found that certain groups were unaffected by um the bullying or the they they were uh, immune to all of that so they would join those groups those groups happen to be transgenders uh, lgbt um, that's why you're seeing in the demographics there's more of my generation and younger that are uh, saying they're part of the lgbt community or you know they have gender dysphoria or all these kind of things they may not actually have gender dysphoria and they may not actually be attracted to the opposite gender zone. or 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 by or whatever it's because um to fit in to uh, avoid conflict they they aligned themselves with a group that was effectively immune. They they went to the winning side, if you will, and uh, it, they don't actually agree with any of that. They just they just did it. But it's to, not yeah. it's not a winning side because the more mass and the more um, identities and the more misidentity you get, it doesn't work. Because take uh, a male. Take um, I mean, I've I've got relations and I've got. Um, Friends that have gone gay, and some of them can be real queens, and some can just be real gay. And they call them queens because they're more, they really have a feminine aspect to them. And they know as much as anything else, they are more extreme and bitchy than sometimes a real fired off woman can be. Yeah. And that is who they are and what they are. And yeah, human nature, you end up sort of spiraling into groups that are either like or your comfort zones or whatever but generally the only thing where you find true balance is, is if you find somebody that accepts you for who you are that means you can say something to each other about whether you've got it right or get with it wrong so your friend whether it's female or male it doesn't really matter or whatever gender if you could tell them that they're being a twat and they're out of order and they can say it to you and you're being honest with each other, that's your balance. All the shouting and screaming and whatever that goes on, they're no friends of each other at all. They, they And they they will, most of them, would probably far off at each other and put each other down. Friends are far and few between. And that is, and until you actually have some assuredness, you will not see them coming. And you probably won't find a friend. And you will live in a, in, in a life of imbalance endlessly. And you, and, and you will be unhappy even if you think you're in a comfort zone hiding away in the shadows. It, it, you know, it just, those, there's so many gray areas. There's so, so much area of arrest. Self-isolation yeah. is it, self-destructive it, it, it does, in and of itself. No, it, it, it will fall apart. And I've seen it in so many cases within so many different ways. And it, 
it seems okay for a short period of time and then it falls to bits and it does fall to bits. And that is why relationships have become shorter and shorter and shorter. They don't last and because they, they haven't found the balance and the acceptance of each other. It's bloody hard if you go through the normality of the nuclear family where you um, have your court in time, you have your fun time, you get married, you're living with each other. And over the years, all your idiosyncrasies come out and a lot of people don't stick with each other and they get fed up with each other and stuff. But when you find a balance with each other, that is when you find acceptance of each other and your own niggly, annoying ways. Honestly, so man, your I... partner is your friend as much as anything else. That's true. And honestly, I, I couldn't put up with the cheese and Marmite stuff out of you. I just couldn't do it. Hey, man. Cheese Marmite in hot cross buns. Tasty in hot, hot cross, cross buns. buns. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, you, get, you know, you get a jab with one of those in, in, uh, in Australia. You get, a, you get a free six pack of hot cross buns if you get a jab. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. The Marmite will um, kill it. Yeah, be really nice. kill that's right. Yeah. Um, do you want to change gears here a little bit? You want to talk about some COVID before we uh, before we have to end here? Uh, end? Uh, end? Just yeah, I know. I, yeah, yeah. We're just getting started. All right. I've got uh, I've got a couple of new things that are out about this. Uh, I've got the CEO of Pfizer, Dr. Albert Borla, accepting an award from the Anti-Defamation League. If you'd like oh, to hear his, his he's acceptance. a certified arsehole now, is he? He is. Yeah, he's he's quite something. Uh, I I do have that. Uh, if you'd like to, uh, if you'd like to hear it, <laughs> go on. It's going to be amusing. If nothing else, in thinking about the words of this award, courage against hate, I found myself reflecting on the causes and consequences of hate, and I was struck by the central role of disinformation. Now, I'm not talking about misinformation, which is false information regardless of the intent to mislead. Misinformation is damaging, but it can be innocent. Disinformation, on the other hand, is false information knowingly and intentionally spread. It is always malicious. It is never benign, and it is never acceptable. We need only look to the battle against COVID-19 to see the impact. Really? Malevolent disinformation about the virus and vaccines uh-huh. and the gross politicization of COVID had to let the unnecessary and preventable suffering and death. As close as I am to that situation, you need not take it from me. Highly regarded scientific and medical experts have said the same thing. Have they now? No less an authority than former NIH director Francis Collins lamented the tidal wave of disinformation we have seen during the pandemic. In a recent interview, he said, we were basically outgunned dramatically by lies and conspiracies in social media. We should Uh have had our own version of flooding the system. We did. It was called YouTube. Google. When people use this information to create fear, them all. they become they all. agents of evil, and not only against Jews. Whether it is the disinformation about the AIDS epidemic in the 80s, when we were encouraged to fear certain people instead of the disease, or the January 6th attack in the United States Capitol, when lies January. and conspiracy theories <laughs> threatened the peaceful transfer of power, 
and resulted in the death of five police officers. We know oh that intentional spreading of false information leads to fear, which in turn leads to tragic. Yeah, I outcomes. can't take any more of this. Thank you. That's that's enough. That's that is unbelievable. Well, it is no, it's not unbelievable. It's it's absolutely believable. Everything oh. that he's sitting there saying, every single thing, is exactly what they did. Yeah, they are the kings of disinformation. Yeah, I mean, and misinformation. And so basically, you push something that didn't stop transmission, didn't cure anything, and the pharmaceutical business in itself has always affected the symptoms and doesn't generally cure a damn thing. So but he's, yeah. he said specifically, he said specifically right there, he said, we focused on making people afraid of the virus instead of making people afraid of each other. That is complete bull. That is complete bull. Like They're still doing it. They are still doing it. This is from NBC News. OK, this is NBC News three days ago. Listen to this. They're still saying this. Correspondent Dr. John Torres joins us now. You know, Dr. John, a lot of parents are so concerned about this. If it's not one, it's the other they're worried about. So frankly, why does RSV specifically hit some kids so hard? And then it seems like it almost doesn't affect others. You know, the vast majority of kids, by the time they reach the age of two, have been infected by RSV. But like you mentioned, not that many actually get complications from it, and even less have issues with bronchiolitis or getting hospitalized. The honest answer is we don't exactly know why that is happening, but we do know there are a couple factors involved. Number one, the younger they are, if they were premature, they're going to have some lung issues as well. And it's a small airway disease. So if they have small airway problems, that can cause an issue. If they're smoking in the house, so if they're exposed to secondhand smoke, if mom smoked while they were pregnant, that could also lead to more complications <laughs> and more risk of having issues. But overall, the answer is we don't know, which means that all babies need to be protected. We didn't know that. that a lot of interaction with the unvaccinated. That's, yeah, that's the, part, that's the part they didn't say out loud for the listener's sake. It's yeah. literally right there tips for protecting your kids covid and flu vaccines wash your hands stay home no. if you're feeling unwell avoid COVID. physical interaction with unvaccinated individuals covid vaccines right kids have the, these lack of um viral viral receptors that's what keeps them safe that's what helps them cope covid 19 was never designed to um be for the healthy or the young it affects the immunosystem, right? And of course, it'll heighten any respiratory problems. And it is. Now, you did a thing on Klaus Schwab the other day, didn't you? You had him speaking up or whatever. Yeah. Did you actually uh, listen to what Gates had to say? The other, oh, by the way, what I don't understand is G20, you're going to have to correct me if I'm wrong here, isn't G20 for the elected people of our governments? It's supposed to be, yes. So who elected Klaus Schwab? Um, nobody. Who elected Bill Gates and why was he there? Um, nobody. Who elected von der Leyen? Why was she there? <laughs> Actually, I, I, let, me, let me push back on the Bill Gates one. So it, he's not an elected official in the sense of ballots. He's an elected official in the sense of we made him. The entire reason he exists as far as uh, it, Bill Gates being this wealthy individual is because we continue buying his products. And still continue to buy the products that are under well, the name of his Bill company. Gates, Bill Gates is like a turd that never leaves your system. It like sticks in your bowels yeah, he's like, forever. Yeah, he's like McDonald's. He uh, he never leaves. <laughs> Dingleberry. <laughs> yeah. But did you hear what he said at the G20? I didn't see that. No. What did he say? I didn't Ooh. even know he was there. Ooh, he, he, ah, he made me itch. 
He made me itch. When does he um, not make you itch? He's a he's oh, a horrible man. horrible scumbag. I just oh, I can't even man. stand to look I, at him I, anymore. I, I, I tell you what, I tell you what, you've really got. I had this quote. I had this quote from him, and it's starting, and it was really doing my head in, and I had to I had to get it out of my system. Yeah, yeah, go on. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Hang on. A little bit of a breakdown. I mean, I'm not saying this is an admission of guilt. But well, if, can we just say that it does? Well, this is what he said. He said, so in February 2020, we knew that COVID was similar to the flu and really affected only the elderly. Although it was low fatality rate, not fatal or dangerous to other ages. Yes, I do recall him that. saying that. Yes, I do recall him saying that. Yeah. Now, he's openly said this, and that means, hang on, in February, you knew that it was like a bad case of the flu and it'd probably hurt the older people, possibly not fatal. So they created a vaccine that was more dangerous. Yes. Right. Now, have you heard who else has joined the fucking pack of irredeemable bastards out there? The Lancet magazine. Have you read what they came oh, out with lately? Oh, goodness. Yeah, the Lancet's been on board with it since the since the start. Yeah, that's their official oh, but publication. They, but they, they've, yeah, yeah. Writ- they've written a 56-page thing. Did you, I, I don't now? know whether you've had a, 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 had a chance to look at it because no. basically, uh, I, um, um, the let's say it's fifty six page and they've called it Lancet COVID nineteen Commission, right? So the Lancet has come up with the COVID nineteen Commission. The Lancet has okay. Yeah, the lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the National Vaccine Information Center put out a talk on this. One of their people and they started by saying, well. Look at this. So when you start to get into it, and then I had to agree, because they said basically it's calling for the um, elimination of human rights to autonomy, right? And this is a quote from that. She can't put it all out there, all 56 pages. This is a quote from The Lancet. And it went like this. All government regulators and initiations must be reorientated towards society as a whole rather than the interests of the individuals. So they want it carp lunch across us. A concept yeah. of commissions called pro social as pro sociality or whatever it is pro sociality requires more power and more money given to the UN and the WHO so global populations can be controlled by essential authority, especially during global pandemic responses and that is an open quote from that bloody journal and that 56 page they're putting out there so on board with the un and the who it's yeah. unbelievable oh they have been from the start the lancet yeah, has always been their mouthpiece always been their mouthpiece of the wh and oh i went oh that's interesting yeah whenever they say whenever magazine. they come out and yeah whenever they come out and they say the scientists they quote the scientists they always quote something out of the lancet and we've gone back to, if you go back to medical law they they don't they don't put a name to these scientists they don't put a name to these experts they don't put any proof and every proof that's come out even though they still haven't released it all they want to hide for 75 years yes and the, which so, another Another thing they want to hide for se- they wanted to hide for seventy five years was the fact that the Pfizer vaccine specifically. I was telling you about this in prep. The Pfizer vaccine specifically. Uh, Dr. Naomi Wolf did a piece on this just the other day, and uh, where she detailed the uh, uh, the vaccines from Pfizer were made in China. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I do just one more thing. Absolutely. Go right ahead. Uh, it might take a couple of minutes, but. That's okay. Uh, before I, I, before we do I, that, uh, I, HHS has a new ad out on uh, on COVID. Would you like me to play it? Yeah, I know. 
Bruce already knows what it's going to be, right? Because it, this one, this is a real tearjerker that they're that they're throwing at everybody. You, you got to get the full scope of this thing. <laughs> you are Oh, wow, that's scary. That is. Uh, I know the listener couldn't, uh, obviously, you couldn't see the uh, uh, the quotes, but Holy, it says... There's people running around as if they'd lost somebody from each of their family because of something or other, and then yeah, it was yeah. just say, uh, there is a vaccine placed near you. Yeah, this, yeah. This what if we could stop anyone. it? We, we could have stopped this. Stop trying to find the right words. Stop saying goodbye too soon. <laughs> it's like there's... No, that's, that's just, just, just even. bloody... That's just horrible. It is. It's terrible, isn't it? You know, you know, um, I'm going to change it because I, I was, you know, it, uh, we're at a time where people need to stand up. And um, I, I was looking into history and trying to find times where the actual people in the West might have stood up or for some reason had societal changes when it was real shit. Yeah. And of course, going back and looking into, you always go across stumbling blocks of when things changed and why um, this this design started so many decades ago to get us to where we are today. And um, I started looking into um, uh, uh, Europe and obviously because it's on our doorstep and all the money and the issues of where the countries were told to bail out other countries and i think the focal point was greece at the time and yes. it was used and cyprus went down as well when it paid up a lot of money towards it and when they needed money they were told sod off now it's the italians you know? <laughs> but greece what i didn't understand about greece was something happened there which hadn't happened for a long time and when when i went into it i re- it then drove me towards their excuse was because this happened in america years ago now when when Greece was suffering from uh, monetary problems. They were saying, "Oh, the pension funds and all all the um, nationalized stuff was being sold off to corporations, and the whole country was in debt, and that people were losing their jobs and everything." And then um, Europe bailed them out to a point of something like three hundred billion eventually. And the thing Most was, of that was German taxpayer. Because that yeah. was what well, the between thing, them and the French. But, but the thing was, the thing was, what people don't understand, and I had to look into basic law about debt because I've been saying for ages, you can't afford to be in debt, and people aren't listening. You've got to pay things off. Now, debt. There's two things to debt. It's borrower, which is you, and the lender. Now, by law, the lender should check if the borrower has the assets to pay back the loan that you give them. If um, the borrower defaulted. You used to end up a lot of the times in court, and Repossessed. the lender was penalised as much as the borrower, and they found some middle line. Now, what happened in Greece was that bailout didn't bail the country out. It paid. It went straight to the banks. Yep. So the, uh, the bor- so yeah. the lender was not penalised in any reason. Those buggers had lent so much money, and they still are, and they have done. And this is where the people have got to say, uh, sorry. You can shove your debt up your ass and we'll take you to court. 
every one of you, because you'll have the right to say, especially look, this in this in in the UK, you've got um, uh, a credit level, and you can, on your phone, your credit level can change every day. You're it's looking better. You could borrow some money. You've got a credit score and things like that. That is not checking you've got the assets. Do you do daytime yeah? adverts in your spare time? Because that's exactly what it sounded like. <laughs> no, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I do. I have to keep money coming in somewhere. My yeah, credit's sure. good. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, the, the thing is, um, so they bailed the banks out. They didn't bail the country out. They bailed the banks out. Now, within that country, there was um, a political party called Syriza. Or something like that. I think it said something. It was. It, it says something like Sarisa. Anyway, they said to the people, and the thing was, they didn't just they they didn't just those very uh, the socialist parties or whatever, but they were formed out of mainly people. Yeah, people parties. Just because they're called socialist doesn't mean they're Marxist. But they actually came along and went to the people. If you vote us in, we'll re-establish your pensions. We'll stop the um, denationalization of stuff and um, we'll sort out basic wages and we'll put everything right. And so they got voted in by the people, as you would expect them to. And Europe's bailed out this 300 billion, yeah? Then they came to say, right, you've got to pay us back for this. That's what they said. Shove it up your ass, in so many words. They went, you can't say that. You've got to pay it back. They went, eh, really? Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. And the thing was, they took this from way back in the 30s, 40s, from your country, they had an idea. They said, we'll tell you what we're going to do. We're just going to tax the rich and the corporations to death to get this money back. So Europe then pulled back and has pulled back ever since to a lot of degree because this could start something. This could start something. And when they were asked where they got the idea from, they went back to, um, I think it was the time, was it, did they call it the Depression? The 30s? Yes. In America? Yeah. Yeah? Who was your president at the time? Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Yeah. Now, he had his faults or whatever, but he happened to be the man at the time. There was a lot of unrest there, and there was a lot of shit in all the cities there, wasn't there? There was, yeah. And this is where they started to form unions, and there was all sorts of stuff going on. Yes. And correct me if I'm wrong, I think there was socialist parties, communist parties, whatever, yes. people parties, whatever. They, they thought- came him yeah they thought that was the the prime time for them in you know at the low point where everybody yeah. was desperate they thought that was the time to, to strike. and they came to, if i remember rightly they came to your president as he was and said you've got to sort this shit out otherwise there's going to be a lot of unrest remember the yeah. russian this all yeah. this stuff yeah so that went on and he went i'll get back to you he then went to uh rich and whatever and said you've got to do this yes Otherwise, called them all in. It's going to be all this fucking lot. It's going to pile over. Yep. So, not all of them agreed with him, but he got enough back in, and he started America's social system, didn't he? Then, yes, the Works Progress Administration uh, and our yeah, social security yeah. system. And he yeah. started loads, loads of things, as in, yep. um, if you're not employed, we'll make jobs for you. And I think he actually did it over a period of time to 15 million people. Yeah, or something. yeah. It was, there was another. So, one in was some respects, like so in some respects, there was a really good outcome on that but the basic outcome was he went to the people with the money and went you're gonna have to cough up but then i followed him down the line and i then i did and i found it quite amusing that he obviously this upset a lot of people didn't it because he was voted in for four terms wasn't he he was yes he died and then and then after he died harry truman took over yeah didn't they then 
vote that the the Republicans and Democrats voted together to say you can only have two terms now as a president. Yes, they stopped it. Was, it. He is the they reason because they didn't like that. Too. They yeah. didn't did not like that. So the money people didn't like it. But also, he did one other thing, didn't he? Well, he did a lot of he, things, but. Yeah, oh, he did specific. a fucking lot of things. He yeah, pissed he a lot of rich people off. He did, yeah. Because he actually, if I remember, 44 or 45, was it? When he went, um, I've got this idea that if you earn over $25,000, you're going to get heavily taxed. They went, what do you mean heavily? 100%. And they went, you you what? <laughs> and he went, yeah. And then he goes, we've got to talk about this, the Republicans said. And then they went, how about 96%? And he did it. And he got 96% of all that money that people had over that. And yeah, fine. Whatever it was used for, bloody good idea. Fine. It bolstered your economy, dragged it out of whatever. But have you, then well, you the start war. looking into it. And, and the, then, the war also I don't paid know too. your I don't know your tax system. Neither do we. I, then, we have something in common. And then I looked, then I looked into it and I thought, how long did this go on for? But then it went on for quite a few decades after that. In the 70s, it came down a bit. It was about 70% in the 70s-ish. And nowadays, it's right down to 39%. Yeah, it's so right, right around 40. They've clawed everything back, and the rich have got richer on that premise alone, and the corporations, and the working people have got poorer and poorer in respect to that. The divide has become quite massive. It's reversed. But... It's been a long haul and payback has been. And that's what the Greasies said. They said to Europe, we're going to get out of rich and the corporations. And they didn't want that imbalance to go across Europe or against their system because that could start a bit of a landslide from other countries. But the one thing I also knew, I found out, because I hate it. I hate the idea tax, because we pay tax and our money is so misused nowadays. I looked into the corporate tax because in the beginning, many years ago, for every dollar that the working man got taxed, corporate got taxed a dollar as well. Are you working so towards... So it's one for one. Yeah. Are you working towards the uh, the tax deal that uh, the uh, the government just threw at you guys? Because, I mean, we kind of... No, I'm not that. even talking about that. That's, uh, that's pretty are, bad. The, uh, sorry. Sorry. The UK, uh, the, the, there's more arseholes in that cabinet or whatever. But <laughs> now, but, but now, like that 39%, yeah. for every dollar that a working man gets taxed in your country, corporate tax is down to 25 cents. That has become such an imbalance there of elite and rich now. Yes, but see, here's the problem. So we have a corporate tax rate in America at 25%, which to Trump's credit, he did lower that to make us more competitive around the world. And it allowed businesses to come back or even stay in the US. Do you know what the corporate tax rate is in China? Oh, no, nothing. Zero. But yeah. do you know what the stipulation is if you move your business to China? They have controlling assets of your company. More or less, yes. You have to take CCP members onto your board and you can do business. Yeah, they'll, have, they'll have controlling assets of exactly. your company, just exactly. like just like in the Ara- Arabic countries. Correct. Yeah, that, 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 that is too much of a, a cough out. But Right. That but that's where, how they have them over is, a barrel, that, is my point. That is where they, yeah, that's where you lose loyalty. That is, that is where it does not exist within companies anymore. And that is why um, I've helped um, someone build a company up before and further it along. And you apply yourself to it. And the idea of watching something grow and the people that work for you, they grow with you and everything. That, that The whole idea of that is gone. You're just a number. You're just a asset that can be kicked around, jumped around or whatever. But the tax systems are so heavily... I mean, that was your country. That only 
Because I didn't know. In this country, the, there's a saying in this country, we get taxed God knows how many times on everything. You might get taxed on something once. We get taxed with three times. Once. The same thing. We, we get taxed no, we on get, everything like three or four or five or eight yeah, times. Yeah, it's three or four times it's, at least. It's just madness, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it is just, we do pay the most tax on fuel. Yes, I mean, and that's, that's about to, that's that, about to that increase is, come March. That is, yeah, I know, bless them. But yeah, but it, it's just, it, it was nice to actually show that at points, what I'm trying to say to the people are debt, avoid debt. But if somebody comes to you and say, you've got to pay this back or whatever, and they haven't done an asset check on you or whatever, by law, they should have done. You've got every right then to go and question this, even in court. And if you do go and question this, the chances are you're not going to end up paying much at all. And it's a people thing. And it's like, whether it's the right or the wrong people, when things go too far to an imbalance, you will get an uprising of people. I know since that, that time of um, where they came to the president, then it was, uh, yeah, the communists, the socialists, there was a big, we got to clear this lot out of the country and everything else. Fine. That, that wasn't just there, it was all over the place. Yeah. But that just polarized people against people as well as much as anything else. And they learned a lot from that, polarizing things. But this is a people thing. And the, this is what they've got to understand. You have rights. This costs a bank. When I, one or two times in my life, when I've actually had to go to a bank, you know, when you got a letter or something saying you might be going overdrawn or we don't like this or whatever. I remember joining the services. Yeah. And uh, I got a letter and I went down and I went straight down to my local bank and I went, what's this? Will we make you eat it? I'm in the services for X amount of years, right? You will not have a problem with me. I've got an income. Go bother somebody else. And I've stayed with my bank since then and they haven't bothered me in fact they did the opposite they went through the times in my life where i went i cycled in when i went to get my first house or my first i needed i wanted to get a house and i needed uh two weeks and i needed what normal people would go and get a bridging loan or they get a loan to cover them for that period of time and the bank would charge them for it i was pissed wet through i cycled into this bank and i was drenched it was raining and I walked there and it was, I didn't have the cheek to sit on these leather sofas. Right? And the head of the bank was there and she went, uh, she came out and it was a lady and came out and I said, look, this is what I need, whatever, for whatever. And they said, right, da, 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 whatever, go downstairs, money will be there for you. And they didn't make me pay one any interest as long as it was back in two weeks. And that's how banks used to respond or whatever if you were a good client. We can do this now in America, but it's becoming a thing of the past. And this is done through what we call credit unions. And it's it's not it, it's not the, the standard, you know, if you walk into like a, a Chase Manhattan bank or, or something like that, it's it's nothing like that. You walk in because that bank or well, that credit union can only operate on whatever they have by the deposits of their customers. That's it. They can't go over that. And so they stay within their means. This is why big banking institutions want to get rid of local credit unions. They, they want to stop that control that people have of their own finances. If you go into a credit union and you know them or your family does business there, does banking there, then they will treat you much differently than what you would get treated if you were to walk in you know, to a bank that you've been with for yeah, years. Yeah, but they've got, they, they, they're actually working on equity and everything else, whereas yes. banks work on invisible money. Exactly. Exactly. That's my point is you're still able to do this. You're still able to have sound traditional banking principles, but we need to ensure that these institutions are kept. 
is my point. I mean, they're they're operating off of the uh, the fiat currency system. I mean, that's what we've got to work with, at least for now. But these principles are still employed even today. So you can, if you're in good standing with them, you can walk in and say, "I need X amount," and they'll say, "Okay," as long as you you know have it back within you know a period of time, as you're saying. They're, they won't charge you anything for it. I didn't have to do that, but I know somebody that did that once. They needed 4000 and it was for something personal. They didn't even ask what it was for, but they were in good standing. They had a couple of car loans, and I think it was like a home loan through them, through a credit union. And they walked in. They said, look, I need 4000 and I can't tell you what it's for. And they said, okay, no problem. Just because they had a good business relationship. They had a good record. Them. They had a good track yes. record. Yes. Yeah. But that's what you build up. I mean, they, 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 you live in the age now where people go on and they're changing banks, they're changing cards, they're changing um, energy companies, they're changing this radically every so many months. So people are saying, well, you know, you can have 0% APR on our card for X amount of months if you bring your money over here. And as soon as that time's running out, they're swapping to another one. And this it just goes around in, in incredibly stupid circles. And they, they've created this thing and where there's the, the, there is no build-up. There is no sort of record of good credit. So they have to create these credit scores. And that, all that does is tell people that, yeah, you can lend, you, you can borrow some more. But hang on, most of them are already in debt before they go and want some more. And someone's saying, have some more. And they're just going to stand to lose everything. I mean, they're that silly that I was in a bank today and somebody was standing there saying oh have you noticed that the interest rates on our savings have gone up by a bit and i i was going to yeah i don't know i just learned across the case have you got a mortgage and yeah, yeah we do why is that i said i bet you the interest rate on your mortgage has gone up more than your savings account one follows the other but never as good as the other and you then you all see that's how it's always worked don't you know, you've got to look at your finances and think about it. And it, it, the simplicity of it is that, look at it, hang on, you're not actually looking at what you have or what you're losing here. The only way to actually find stability at the moment is get rid of your debt. And if people are coming running at you and they haven't assessed you and they've lent you money, a little bit of advice, go take legal advice and see where you stand. Because the chances are you might have a case. And it's got to be a people thing. And the more people that do it, the more chance you have of balancing the system back out again. But we need to do that, use them against themselves because they are their own worst enemy. That's well put. Glad you came in today. We'll see you next week. I'm so glad I came in too. And I do apologize because I will be back I, next week. What is, it, is this the fourth <laughs> or the fifth one now? Oh, no I'm on to six or seven. Six or seven, yeah. <laughs> Got a lot of beeps in there. I'm going to have to... Uh, gonna have to make sure we get all I this did, put in. did i say a couple of naughty words just a few yeah just a few oh i do uh no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna apologize for that well you're you're well you're an ex-serviceman i expect it as part i'm of just i'm just i'm just getting cranky and old you see me well see? i mean if you're if you're looking at at reports out of the lancet and you're looking at people like bill gates all day long then yeah i'd be cranky <laughs> too oh god that, that's really bad oh, i mean that scripture is just it's daunting. It's terrible. It's terrible. Did, did it's, you hear they just, uh, they all agreed, they all unanimously agreed in a new declaration at the G20 that we're all going to have to have vaccine passports to travel now internationally? Things sort off. Of. That's what exactly what I said as soon as I said, oh, well, go take a walk. I don't care. I mean, that in itself is, hang on, 
what is the point? How can they legally find that when they can't? They can't. Their, their, their recommendation must be somewhere in the lines of, well, this will help trade by reducing those unvaccinated people or dangerous people. But since the vaccine doesn't stop transmission, and remember what I used to say was when you're going to an airport, one person, if he was unvaccinated, would have to be tested before they got on the plane. All the vaccinated didn't have to be tested. So that unvaccinated person was being put at risk. And now we're told we were right because it doesn't stop transmission. And they were just, whoa, letting it go wild. That's right. That's right. Because it's all part of the agenda. They can't, they can't step away from it. They can't step away from it. They have to. It's, it's like going to war based on a lie. It doesn't matter. You're already at war. So you have to fight on that lie. It's too and late. Like that CEO from Pfizer, he's lying his head off. Oh, he's a lying sack of garbage. But he did say the truth. The disinformation of social he, media. He did. They, they, um, don't they actually, um, what's the word? Do you support somebody, support all the news medias or a sponsor? They had the sponsorship of just about all of them, didn't they? In America? Uh, th- they they sponsor just about everything, uh, including how to find the hidden sugars in the American diet on 60 Minutes. So if there was any disinformation, where did it come from? Brought to you by Pfizer. Brought to you by Pfizer. And they're good at it. I must admit, they're good at something. They are. They are very good at it, yeah. All right, we're going to have to go ahead and jump out of here. For those of you who'd like to send us some feedback, please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. Also, do you like the podcast you're listening to? We do love having you as a listener, and we would ask you to pass this along to five friends. You know someone you're trying to wake up and get them to think on their own? We would appreciate it very much if you would send them our direction. Gentlemen, thank you for being here this evening. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great evening. Thank you.